Hello and welcome to the Real Life Business Podcast. I'm your host, Claire Marquick, an accountant and business coach to the busy business mum looking to find more confidence, clarity and calm amid this crazy thing we call life. Now, at the end of this episode, go on over to clairemarquick.com.au to check out all my latest offerings, blog posts, and freebies. But right now, let's get into it. Welcome to a brand new and very special edition of the Real Life Business Podcast. Today, I am celebrating one year since the launch of the show. And in honor of that, I am thrilled to welcome back my very first guest, Jessica Keller. Now, Jess is a qualified fashion designer and dressmaker and the owner of So Me School of Fashion and Design, Piccadilly Patterns and Designer Markets Wagga Wagga. She has been dressmaking for over 12 years and designing and producing her own collections since 2016. Now, as this conversation started this whole show off, I was really keen to reconnect with Jess and find out what has been going on over the last 12 months. So welcome, Jess. It is so great to have you back. Hi, I'm so happy to be back. I've been looking forward to this. I know, me too. It's been amazing. Now, one thing I do know is that you have gone from three to four and welcomed a new bubba into your life. So how's all that going? Um, It's chaotic. I still think I was really crazy to start a business and have a baby and deal with a pandemic all at the same time. But I managed and I got through it. I think not all of my hair has fallen out. So I think I think there's something happening something right happening here and you know we're all still alive so my kids are still alive my partner's alive they're they're fed and they're washed and something good is is happening at least not that I can remember (laughs) what's actually happening but it's something is happening because we're all alive (laughs) I love that I love that it's counting the like the small things right (laughs) yes it's like I don't remember what I did yesterday but we're alive today so I did I kept them alive yesterday (laughs) we survived another day (laughs) And your your episode, I get so many comments from people about your episode, and I'll put I'll put the link in the show notes to this one as well. So um, anyone who hasn't heard that one can can jump back in and listen. But essentially, in that first conversation, you spoke about you know being so young and starting your first business and just rolling with it. And then I think I think you called it. You how did you term it? You successfully failed or something like that. I remember the, how you yeah. phrased it. Just made everybody go, "Oh my god, she is so awesome." <laughs> and and you use those lessons uh from from your first business to then put into this one and and start something that is so very dear to your heart um in teaching people how to sew and I'm just really curious to know like a year on you did say you know you started a business in a pandemic and and your business is a face-to-face teaching environment isn't it so how have things fared over the last 12 months for you uh I love that this podcast is based around like real life experiences because at the moment, like I'm in a very real life experience. So I'm not going to say that it was all wedded bliss. Um, There were times where it was ridiculously hard. There were times where I came home from the studio and I felt just very intimidated and I, I felt like I sounded like I had no idea what I was talking about. And I've never taught in a group environment before. So it's definitely new for me. And I had to build up that courage for it. Mm. Um, and during a pandemic just makes it worse because like we had to shut down then we were open and 
then maybe we would shut down and then there were masks and then there were all these cleaning like it was a nightmare but totally worth it don't get me wrong but it was really hard and I would come home to my partner saying like I don't even know if I should be doing this like should I be running this business should I keep doing this like are people enjoying it and then you know I'd get a couple of students come back and they're like thank you so much because like I never knew how to do that and now I know and I'm like oh you know a lot of the times we hear the negative stuff or we think of the negatives and we never think of the positives and it just takes that one person's comment at random act of kindness, what you would say. Yeah. Um, and it can really turn things around. So I would go through and it'd be a couple of months and I'd start going, uh, feeling just like I'm lost. Like, what am I doing? I'm not doing this right. I don't know absolutely everything. People are asking questions and they're getting in more depth into you know, what they would like to learn. And some of these things I've never taught before and techniques that I've only just dabbled in and I'm off to find the answer for them and to better explain it. And it, it just um, oh, pretty much just, like I just, sometimes I just feel dumb like, yeah. and I just feel uneducated and, and I don't know what I'm doing. Um, but I'm always out there trying to find the answers to it. So when that one student comes back to me and they go, thank you so much because I didn't know how to do that and you've just explained it so well or you've written those instructions down so well, I'm like, oh, oh okay. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> like now I think I, I can do this. Like if I just, it's just that one, one thing, that one person, that one comment that really kind of switches your mind back to the positive. So, oh. yes, it's tough throughout the pandemic and I was really lucky um, that I got a little bit of funding from the government to kind of scrap me through the past year oh, that's um, and I was I managed to save enough money throughout the business to start another business so I'm not quite there yet but it's in the works it's not officially launched but it's in the works um, but yeah it wasn't it wasn't easy and I did have my highs and lows with all of that. I think I, I can I can absolutely resonate with you in, in my business. Oh, that there's elements of my business which are face to face, but the bulk of what I do and the work I do with my clients is online or over Zoom or it is at a distance. And so in that case, is not directly impacted or hasn't been directly impacted from lockdowns. You know, I've got I've got COVID and I'm in my seven days isolation right now, but that's not stopping us recording this this interview over Zoom, you know, and so Doing things in my business hasn't necessarily been impacted by COVID. However, it still has, because like you said before, it's just, it's the, it's the mindset. It's the, um, sometimes like we have those ups and downs, don't we? We have those days where we question, what am I doing this for? Um, is this really what I want to be doing? And then when we're, when we're faced with doom and gloom, when we turn the news on and doom and gloom, when we scroll through our social media feeds, it can really drag us down can't it and and as you say it only takes one comment just one like I'll get a message about a podcast episode someone's listened to or I'll get a message from one of my clients saying wow that thing you just said you know on that post or that thing that you said in our session has finally landed and you get that one little bit of like I don't know affirmation I guess and it's just like oh this, it makes it all worth it so I totally resonate with that I really exactly. do exactly yeah, yeah exactly and you know what the last few years with COVID 
and any bushfires and the floods and everything, the plagues, it's all just been happening. And it's nice to have just nice words and someone just appreciate it, what, you, what you offer. I think, I think we all need to learn a little bit from exactly what I just said. And, and as much as it feels great to receive words, it also is great to give words and it does turn somebody's day around. Absolutely. I couldn't agree more. I couldn't agree more. Like the, the amount of, um, oh, how do I put it? The amount of times we can sort of sit wanting for things to happen to us, but we've got to look to ourselves as well. It's like, what well, am I, am I giving that out as well? You know, I might be wanting to receive it, but am I giving it out? And am I being that example of what I want to see? And um, that can really kind of magically turn things around too, can't it? When we are being the example of the behavior we want to see of, of the, you know, the leadership that we want to see. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, we, I think a lot of business owners have had a tough time during the pandemic, um, some more than others. I mean, like you said, you, you do most of your stuff online. So you don't actually see people face-to-face all the time. With me, I'm in, I'm in a small kind of room with a group of people and I've got to keep my distance whilst trying to teach them things that, um, you know, I've got to get quite close. Yeah, quite intricate yeah. and close up. Yeah. yeah. So like when we're doing embroidery or detailing or beadwork on stuff like that I need to get in there to see but I also don't want to I don't want to catch anything for my family's sake and I obviously don't want to spread it either and you know Wagga is it's not small but it's not large and we Mm. haven't had a massive outbreak here um and I think one of my biggest fears was what if I'm that business you know Mm. what if I'm that business that I go in and I have it and I don't know and I've just contaminated so many people so I was so over the top with like cleaning and I would stay there after hours to clean before classes after classes my door handles my bathroom I'd be making sure I know where everybody is going and being on top of it all and and it's just it's exhausting so I'm really glad that restrictions have eased a bit um and I'm actually really grateful that I haven't yet caught COVID (laughs) despite all the people that I meet and see um and to my knowledge, I think out of all the students that I've had in the past year or since I've opened, um, two, two have had COVID yeah. um, and it hasn't spread throughout my studio to my other students. And I've, I'm just blessed to have really nice, really nice students who are like, I've got COVID and I'm not coming in. Oh, I feel awesome. sick and I'm not coming in. And I'm like, I really appreciate that. And then it's just booking in makeup lessons afterwards, opening up and allocating certain days for people to come in and, and catch up and a little bit of extra work, but it does, it does all pay off. Pay off. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So like I've been following your, um, your social media and I'm sure anyone who's listened to episode one probably, um, probably has been as well. And the variety of classes and the things that you're offering has just it just seems to have gone boom like there's so many different (laughs) things I'm like oh my god look at that look at that look at that even through the um um through the peak of it you you know you were doing making your own masks and things I was like that's so cool (laughs) practical and you know (laughs) yes I thought to myself like oh nobody's gonna learn want to learn how to make a mask like towards the end of like oh what we thought was the end of the pandemic when masks were off no that sold out and it was absolutely amazing and I was like guys you can all have free patterns that go with it like keep making these make them and sell them like oh my god like I was selling the pattern um 
sorry, I did the workshop and you would make the mask with a pocket and a filter and one of those little ear savers as well. And you'd get the pattern. And I'm like, I'm selling my patterns for $20, like my, my products. And I'm like, if I can get $20 for these three pieces, like, and you go home and make them, mm. you go and offer $20 because people are paying for these and people need them. And I mean, $20 is steep, but it depends on the material that you use. Yeah. But yeah, it, it was, um, it was really awesome. And I did, um, I hooked up with the council as well and did a sustainability July and I ran like a cloth pad workshop. So that was really cool. And that sold out. Not my kids workshops are selling out. My kids classes are selling out constantly. My um, beginners courses, like I'll open them up and within, I think they're kind of selling out like um, within a, a month before it starts. That's which is so cool. awesome as well and I'm just ran off my feet and now I'm like looking at my next business venture and that's just going to add more lessons and classes and courses to my school <laughs> so it's like it's, it's really happening and I'm so excited and I'm just constantly thinking of more what else can I offer what else can I do because Love people it. are asking for more and I'm like this is great this <laughs> is really great like I want to do more but then it's tough at the same time because my partner, he's the main breadwinner of the house. So he works nine to five and I'm really lucky because he's decided to take Fridays off. So Fridays is like my day to do all my business things and jump on the computer and spend the whole day just catching up on business things because throughout the week, uh, Monday to Thursday, he's at work. He leaves in the morning at eight. He's back around 5.30, 6 o'clock and I'm at home with my girls and with COVID and carers and, and transferring over like family daycares and so many babies being born, it's ridiculously hard to find care for your children. Mm. So Anna, now three, not one, almost three. She was in family daycare for three days of the week, but her daycare lady um, decided to call it quits um, and focus on her family. And I totally understand that. But yeah. here I am with like my, my two children at home, trying to run a business, trying to stay sane, trying to feed them and walk them and clothe them. And like, yeah. they're like, I love them, but they are like pets. You have to give them exercise and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> you got to take them outside. You have to do something with them or they're just kind of jumping on you. And it's a, it's a massive juggle. So now she's in care one day of the week on the Monday, but I still have little Bonnie with me and she's eight months. And now she's starting to touch everything and get into things. And, and it's great, but it's also like there's, there's less time for me to do things. Yeah. And with my partner, he um, has soccer training twice a week and then one game over the weekend. And I like to keep my weekends open for family time. So it, I'm very limited with like the spots that I can put all my classes and courses into. Mm. So I have like a lot of demand, but not, um, a lot of time to do it and I'm a one-man show like it's just me doing it all and I'd absolutely love to hire somebody and I'm still trying to keep work out the finances through that but like yeah I would love to hire somebody to take on some of those responsibilities as well like to just go in and do the classes especially the kids ones I love the kids ones don't get me wrong but you know so many kids <laughs> so many <laughs> And they're all amazing and they've all got so much energy. And at the end of it, I get to my adults class and I'm like, I'm pooped. Like, <laughs> I had fun, but like, oh, guys, I'm tired. So 
Oh, yeah. I 100% hear you. 100% hear you. I'm, um, I do, I, I facilitate um, student leadership classes and like workshops and things as well. And I get home after I've been like in front of a group of say 20, 16 year olds for a couple of hours. And like, I say to my husband, I'm like, how do teachers do it all day, every day? I'm like, wow. oh my gosh. And so that's just a couple of hours. <laughs> and and slightly that's older, an older teenagers as well. Yeah. <laughs> Imagine little younger kids. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. I mean, they're amazing, but I just appreciate teachers like going there all day, every day to teach. And I mean, like they must love their job. I love my job, don't get me wrong. And I only teach six at a time. And I'm like, imagine having a class of 30. Oh. <laughs> so is that is that like is that on the on the wish list down the track you know to have to have other people like to grow the school so you can be you've got more people teaching you can offer more classes yeah a hundred percent and at, when I started this I had that mindset like you know what I, I don't know I don't think I'll have to hire anyone because I don't think people are into this as much as I I am but I'm slowly finding that there are more and more people interested in it that's amazing. And I can only manage six kids, <laughs> like just six at a time. I only have six sewing machines that are spare for the kids to use, but I would love to grow it and get into a bigger space. Um, my partner and I, uh, we were looking at a property. Um, it had two houses on it. And I was like, it's perfect because we'll live in the back house and I'll got the first house and I can run the school from there. And it's going to be bigger and I could I could be there more. I don't have to drive in town and have to lug my children around because I live like next door. Mm. Um, but unfortunately, um, apparently I'm poor and I haven't been in business long enough to, you know, be at any use for the bank. <laughs> so, um, yeah, that kind of was a bit of a kick in the teeth. But, you know, good things come to those who wait. And exactly. I'm not even going to lie, I was so upset. I was so upset. I really wanted it. I wanted to just get into a bigger place. And I'm thinking if I can move my business to my home without running it from a garage or anything like that, like a yeah. proper space, um, I could just, I wouldn't have to pay the rent in town. I could make my classes more affordable. I mean, people already tell me they're all like, it's already affordable. But at the same time in my head, I'm like, it's not to me. Like I grew up with nothing. I'm like, this is so expensive. Like, and I would love to make it cheaper and more affordable so I can have more students and, and cater for those kids and those people who just can't afford it. Like mm-hmm. I grew up being the person that can't afford it. And I want to give people like that a chance to do something with themselves, to make, you know, something of themselves, to feel like they can do something. That's so commendable. Like the, the, I remember the, the very first time we ever chatted, like even before we recorded the first episode, then recording the first episode, just, I love your attitude. It's just, it's so, um, it's so, and I can't think of the word refreshing, enlightening, uplifting, you know, like you said before about your, your mask patterns, like giving the patterns away. It's like, you, you here, have the pattern, you go make them, you sell them sort of thing. Instead of, you know, that sort of get mentality. What can I get? What can I get? How can I get a bit more money? I could make these masks and sell them. Well, no, maybe, maybe I'll give these patterns away and let my students sell them. And then you're, you're receiving from that, aren't yeah. you? That, that act of giving is actually receiving for you. I just think it's a, a such a refreshing way to look at things. Yeah, I wish everything was free, but unfortunately, 
that's not <laughs> i've got to pay rent and bills and all the boring parenting adulting things that i hate doing yeah that's just a big stinker in life but you know you got to do what you've got to do as long as we're all being as nice as possible about it exactly it. so tell me i'm really curious now about um business idea number two what i can you can you tell can you divulge any yes. information? oh totally yeah i'm so i'm so excited it's in the works at the moment so i, I kept it hush hush for since I've thought about doing the school because I thought you know, I'll do the school and then I'll do this and then I'll do that so I'm just going to lay it all out because you know what's a real life podcast about real life and who knows this might not actually follow through but now like what if we do this again like another 12 months and I'm like nah I didn't do that <laughs> but if I say it I'll do it um so it is in the works it's called the designer markets um so essentially what it is it's going to be a fashion show held every year and I'm looking at it being not just something small. I want it to be something big. I mm -hmm. want it to be the biggest thing that Wagga has ever had that's in this industry. Um, and basically, it just gives people uh, the chance to display their designs and their work. There are so many people in Wagga that do make their own clothes, that do make clothes in general, and they either sell them at the markets or they sell them online right mm -hmm. and I think out of all of these people only 20% of them come to me that's it and the 20% are my students and the rest of people that don't even need to come and see me don't need to learn because they already know what they're doing yeah. I really want to open up these markets for those people so for the people who yeah make their own stuff it gives them a chance to display their work in a fashion show on a catwalk on models that are fully dressed fully accessorized lighting music um that's literally only half of it wow and the other half is um having the markets there so that's why it's called the designer markets is because the designers are able to showcase their work on a catwalk on stage talk about their stuff and then after the fashion show is done and dusted there's markets there's stores people are able to sell their products it's it's exposure it's branding it's it's giving them an opportunity to further themselves and like I think I mentioned this in our first podcast, like I didn't have that stuff when I was younger, when mm. I wanted to learn about sewing. I learned a little bit from my grandmother. She was Serbian, so she was very hard to learn from. If you got it wrong, you got it wrong and she was done. <laughs> <laughs> she was like, I'm not teaching you anymore. You're stupid. <laughs> and I'm like, well, thanks. <laughs> um, and yeah, I didn't have that. It was nothing at Tate. There was nothing at uni. There was no textiles in school. There was nothing like that that and I would have loved to have that opportunity to learn to sew to learn to design to learn all of these things without having to travel and I want to provide that here in Wagga um, so yeah my school is one stop and the next one is to showcase your stuff and I'm hoping that I can um, tee up a couple of higher end people in the designing world like uh, you know I can't fly Louis Vuitton or anyone over but <laughs> higher up in the Australian kind of world and maybe even modeling agencies because I do a bit of freelance modeling so I have a few connections um, and really make the best opportunity for everyone so not only the designers but there are people that want to model there are people that want to go on a catwalk there are people that have body confidence issues and one way to do it is to just get up and do it so I really want to provide all of that I want to do like little catwalk um 
workshops and all of these tiny little events that happened before it and, and really get it organized. So that is definitely in the works. And I'm hoping that the first one will be by the end of next year, because by the time I kind of plan it all and arrange it and get the rest of the funding together, um, I'll be able to incorporate it next year. Yes. At the end of next year will be the first one. I'm, I'm hoping at least. I feel like so that's the plan without stressing out in amongst it all. I don't think I'll fall pregnant, but, you know, we want more babies. So we might, that might be thrown in there as well. And I'm also getting married at the end of this year. Wow. So, I'm planning, so yeah, if we talk again, I'm probably going to be like crazy and half the hair will fall out. And <laughs> that's how I did it all, but I don't know how. <laughs> I love, I like, man, where do we go from? Like, I love that concept. I think it is, it's so fantastic on so many levels. Um, just like fundamentally straight off the bat, you know, the, 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 the thought of face-to-face events, big events, people coming together is just an amazing thing after the time that we've had anyway. But like you say, just celebrating the, the, the skills that are in an area and giving people a stage, a literal, in this case, a literal stage um, to showcase their wares, showcase their talent, showcase their skills, and then to be able to unsell them. I just think it's fantastic. And it goes so it seems to fit so beautifully with like we've just spoke about the type of person that you are and that (laughs) creating opportunity and that that giving back and that refreshing like let's do things that lift other people up because in doing that that lifts me up as well I think um it just sounds so exciting I wish you all the best and I can't wait to follow along oh my god I'm really excited too I'm so excited it's just like so many good things that are going to come out of it um and I'm just, I'm hoping I can bring out all the good stuff in the community and, mm. and really like, I, I do enjoy living in Wagga. I mean, when I was younger, there, as I said, there was nothing here. I was like, I'm out, I'm going, I'm going to go somewhere else as soon as I can. But you know what? I made the most of it and it's definitely growing and it's grown on me. And now I'm like, you know what? You can't just, if something is, is crap in your life, then you make the most of it. Don't run away. And I'm like, there's no opportunity here. Why, like, why don't I just make that opportunity for people? Like, like I know how crap it was to not have much when I was younger and to grow up feeling like there wasn't any opportunity for me. So am I going to run away and let other people have, like, it was just a crappy feeling. It was a crappy feeling and I don't want anyone to really have that mindset. So if I can provide that opportunity where it wasn't provided, then at least that fills some void and it absolutely. goes. Absolutely. Know? Absolutely. I love that. Like we don't, we don't, it, it can be so easy, can't it? To just, to take the easy road and just go, yeah, no, nah, I'm just going to go somewhere bigger where there's more stuff happening. Um, there's more opportunity, but then like someone's already done that. Like if that thing is already there, um, someone's already done that. Someone's already benefited from that. And I, 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 I think from what I know of you, like you, you're not doing it in the first instance for your own benefit, for your own gain. Um, but in what you've got planned, you're going to benefit and you're going to gain from it. And, and, you know, we're in business, like, you know, we don't do things for no gain for ourselves, do we? But do you know what I mean? Like, I, I, I love that approach. And I think anyone listening, even though it might be a completely different scenario, if things aren't how you want them to be, no one is responsible for changing that except ourselves. 
A hundred percent. And you know what? Putting things into perspective, I'm a year in, a little bit over a year in, and I'm still not paying myself. I'm not getting a wage. I all my money is going straight back into my business and into my students, and I'm trying to provide more for them. Mm-hmm. So I hope to pay myself one day. Don't get me wrong. And like after our recent meeting with the bank, I really should be paying myself. But I'm just so focused on like paying the studio's rent, paying the bills, providing for my students, making sure that they're catered for and they're really getting the most out of this or at least the most that I can possibly give. Um, And the last person on the list is me. Like, but I love it. I love what I do. And and I don't want to sound like a Debbie Downer about all that, but I do absolutely love what I do. And that's what I'm here to do and here to provide and just, yeah. Yeah, I think I don't, I honestly, you like the amount of people that I speak to in business who are the same as much as everything just goes back in, everything just goes back in. And I have to say, I was exactly the same as well. And um, one, here's a, here's a, a recommendation for um, everybody listening, but one philosophy that I came across now coming from an accounting background, I really struggled at first to get my head around this concept. There's a book called Profit First. I don't know if you've come across it, if anyone listening has come across it, but go check it out. And it talks about um, instead of um, the, the traditional revenue minus expenses equals your profit, it talks about pulling your profit out first. So you, you've got your revenue, pull your profit out, then what you've got left, you've got to pay your expenses. And it starts off really small. It's like 1%, pull 1% out of your revenue and put that aside as profit. And that's yours sort of thing you know, like that's that's yours as the business owner so you might not be paying yourself a wage but yet even if it's as small as like four bucks to buy yourself a coffee at the end of the week you buy yourself a coffee and you enjoy that coffee knowing that it has been brought from the profits of your business and it's like a psychological thing and it, it talks about the fact that it doesn't matter how much it is it's the concept of taking pulling out for yourself first to then enable you to better serve in your business is a really like for as I say for an accountant a head spinny concept Um, but I'm like I like that I like that and it's just so it's just a really small percentage and as I say it doesn't matter the amount but it's just that like wow my business that I'm creating for you know benefiting others bought me this coffee it suddenly tastes so much sweeter (laughs) that see I'm still trying to wrap my head around like QuickBooks and all of like the technical stuff and I'm like oh I don't know like I'm trying to add myself to payroll and I'm like I just I don't know what I'm doing that book though is it by Mike um Mike Kellowitz or something like that that's it yeah Yeah. okay cool I just ordered it (laughs) (laughs) I was like this sounds so interesting I'm just going to order this right now and like when it comes I'll give it a good read because like I'm like I do want to contribute to my lifestyle some way without like like but you're right like if you can get one tiny thing from your business that's great I think um on that note I did buy vacuum through my business that I use at my house it's like a robot vacuum (laughs) and it has made my life so much easier and not all about just making things easier like picking up my big chunky vacuum and vacuuming my my house my whole house with my two kids and I got two dogs and then general inside outside sand and dust and stuff 
like every like a couple times a week like oh my god it was just taking like an hour out of my whole day Ugh. and I mean like an hour because I had to move all the furniture and get the chairs out of the way and move all the toys and kind of push whatever I could push along the floor with the vacuum <laughs> do whatever but the vacuuming has to be done and I was like I can't do this it's stressing me out vacuuming is stressing me out I don't have time to vacuum but then if I don't vacuum I stress out because my floors like just stress me out so I was like no no I'm not going to stress out anymore what's something that I can do to make this easier like can't hire a maid I'm just gonna I'll buy a new vacuum I'll get one of those robot ones I did lots of research and I was like I want one that will map my house I want one that will vacuum when I tell it to vacuum I want one that will avoid all the toys if there's toys on the floor I want one that goes and empties itself because I don't want to do that I'll only empty it when it sends me a notification after a couple of runs that that's it and I'll just replace a bag but um yeah I bought one and it's been a life changer oh my gosh best and like other little things like I've got my two kids now and I'm not a walker like okay I'll go for a run perfect I'll ride a bike great walking and pushing my kids in a pram is not exercise for me it's Mm -hmm. like I just I'm bored I was like (laughs) I'm gonna buy a bike trailer like a trailer that goes on the back of your bike that you sit your children in and you can tow them around. I was like, that's the coolest thing ever. I feel like the coolest mum. I got my two kids in this little trailer that I tow behind my back, like my bike. And I'm like, oh, I'm like the coolest mum ever. My kids are just talking to me and I can just zoom around the lake in like 20 minutes and I'll make exercise and air for my kids. Like we're all getting exercise in 20 minutes. So it's like amazing. Might just stop at the park. And now I'm going to one up that and my, I'm saving for like an e-bike now because I rode one of those last weekend. and um. like Like, oh my gosh I was like I don't this is like a motorbike I don't even have to pedal very hard like make things easy for yourself if you have to fork out the money to do it I mean think I remember my last in the last talk talking about budgets and stuff yeah Uh, $50 a week grocery shopping when I was pregnant was like easy now we've bumped it up so I give everybody a bit of an update on how our budgeting is going so we <laughs> please have... do because that's yeah. something else that I get a lot of comments on <laughs> oh good okay here's an update guys so I'm not doing $50 a week anymore and my pocket money isn't $20 um my partner read probably the first three four pages of the barefoot investor and we decided to go with um like percentages I don't actually know the percentages he's kind of scaled that all out and we have tweaked the percentages so we don't go by the book but we go by whatever we find is comfortable um so our grocery budget a week is now a hundred dollars um and fifty dollars of that goes on fruit and vegetables and probably like twenty dollars goes on meat um and then the rest is pantry stuff so do do a lot more home cooking and my partner you know he's um he's great he's amazing and he can kind of cook but very basic stuff but he's better you know you gotta appreciate it even if it's burnt um (laughs) (laughs) um so yeah so we do 100 grocery shops a week that's still Um, impressive I have to say like I still find that is so impressive I'm thinking of my latest bills and I have to say like I am probably lazier than I could be in as much as you know my uh, um, Coles or Woolies shop will also include all that uh, all toiletries and you know yeah. washing you know just stuff yeah. that isn't necessarily food kind of thing but you know yeah we're still pushing three yeah. four times that <laughs> 100% and you know what I found that um I do click and collect orders now 
Um, and I find that that works really best because then I can get a more accurate reading on fruit veg. So that's just that. So that's just $100 and that's mainly, and that does cover toiletries and shampoos and stuff like that as well. So it covers kind of everything. Um, but we do get more pocket money now. So it's not $20 a week. I think it's like, uh -huh, I think it's like $50 a week now, but we get it fortnightly. And that, like I mentioned in the previous podcast, that's like no strings attached. You do whatever you want with it. So you're like, we will go and get takeaway with that. Um, throughout the week and with, with the two of us it could be like two or three takeaways for the week and then you know that's saving groceries for the following shop which allows us to kind of build up um, so we'll already have half of our pantry stuff so we don't have to spend all that money on pantry stuff I can get more meat and stick it in the freezer yeah. like little things like that um, that's that's looking at you know the positives of buying takeaway um, <laughs> yeah. and then like, if I'm missing something, if like, we just ran out of toothpaste and it wasn't put on the, the shopping list and everything has to be put on the shopping list, it's not on the shopping list and it probably doesn't get bought. And then we can't get it until next time around. But if we do need to go and get it, it has to come out of our pocket money. There's like consequences. Um, so then there's that. And then a large chunk of our money goes, um, straight into our mortgage, mm -hmm. um, there's not too much that we can do with our car repayments because it is like a fixed plan. Yeah. Um, so we've got no petty debt. It's just the house and the mortgage now. So we've really brought it right down. Um, yeah. And then I do more like, it's just, it's really just saving money where I can. Like I borrow my bike where I can. I take my kids everywhere because they're with me all the bloody time. Um <laughs> managing and juggling and, and like writing everything down is kind of how I live my life at the moment so we have to like, do yeah. what we have to do don't we like I, I've been having so many conversations lately about like how do you just you know with new mums in particular it's like I, I had I felt like I was just about together I just about had my shit together when it was just me or when it was, you know, me and the toddler sort of thing. And now, now there's a new baby in the mix. It's like, or, you know, there's the first baby in the mix. It's like, I, like, I haven't found that, I haven't found that routine yet. I haven't found that calm yet. And I don't know about you. I mean, I, I, my kids are much older. We're heading into preteen, which also obviously impacts my <laughs> weekly grocery budget. Um, <laughs> but how do you, how do you find you, uh, managing managing your shit now with you know a, a toddler and a baby <laughs> um I don't I don't do you know what I've completely given up on parenting and responsibilities like I don't neglect my kids I don't anyone <laughs> who's listening, <laughs> yeah anyone who's listening don't call the police on me like they're not neglected they're fed and they're happy and they're healthy but I just you know like I don't think oh, how do I phrase this um I love my children and I don't regret having them by all means when I say this, but I don't think parenting in itself is for me. I want to have fun. I love my children. I don't like all the responsibilities that come with it. Like, okay, having dinner ready at six o'clock every night. Oh my God, that's so unrealistic for me. I will get dinner ready between 5.30 and 7 and you're in bed by 7.38. Like whenever I can get it done done um sticking to routines and plans really just drove me nuts and it didn't work for me I needed mm. to be more flexible guidelines my eight-month-old she does have two naps a day and my two three I'm coming on three-year-old she still has one nap a day and and before I was trying to schedule like okay 
Bonnie would go down for a nap uh, between 10, well, she'd go down at 10 and she'd be up by 12. And then Anna would go down at lunchtime at 12 when Bonnie was awake and be, then she'd be awake by two o'clock, which then Bonnie would go down. And I'm like, I just constantly have one child with me and I could get like nothing done. Mm-hmm. Now I'm like, no, no, no. All right, we're, we're rephrasing this, all right? If Bonnie wakes up super early in the morning, then she can definitely go down by 10 o'clock because she's moody. Um, but if she wakes up later on, so generally the kids are up between 6.30, 7.30. So if she's up at 7.30, eh, we could kind of push it till 10.30, depending on what she's into. Sometimes I'll put her in bed and she just sits there and play. She'll just sit there and play. And it's like, well, you're clearly not tired. So hop up out of bed, go and have a bit of a play. And then it's within 20 minutes that she's like, I'm pooped and she's yeah. ready to go back down. I'm not fighting it. I, mean, I don't want to go in there and get moody at her because she's not sleeping. I don't want to go in there and pick up the dummy off the floor every 10 seconds because she's throwing it out. She just wants some attention. It's like, just get up, come out, have a bit more of a play and then you can go back to bed because you do need to have a nap around this time. So you got about 20 minutes. And my toddler, Anna, now I just kind of push her further back and overlap the naps. So Bonnie might go down here about two o'clock so I'll get Anna into bed around one or two. So they're at least napping at the same time. And Anna's getting older, so she's I'm able to stretch her a bit more. And yeah. I think it's just about being flexible and open mind. And, you know, sometimes routines just don't work. Like I don't, like I said, I don't like being the parent that has to stick to times, that has to stick to routine because, a lot of the time it is unreliable and kids change all the time. And especially when you've got more than one, they're different routines, different body clocks. They're just completely different children. They're not the same and they're at different stages of their life. You need to be flexible with it and you need to not beat yourself up about it. If you can't get dinner on the table at six, if you can't get breakfast done, you know, first thing in the morning, if you know, you can't work toilet training out if your daughter or your son like wheeze the bed like you know just don't get moody about it Mm. and it's okay to not like the responsibilities that come with parenting I think unfortunately you've got them but (laughs) you you just it's okay not to like them and it is okay not to do them like my children aren't like they're not crazy but definitely more free range Mm -hmm. they do have the structure like there are consequences to the things that they do I've got really good kids um I think purely because since I were born, they've had to be towed around with me to all of like my meetings. Like I got my wisdom tooth pulled out like a few weeks ago and had both my kids there with me because I just had nobody to watch them. And I was like, I need to get this out. So let's just rip it out, get this done. And then we'll go and watch a movie at home. We'll have like, they can have some ice cream and have a field day because I'm just, I'm in pain and I just have a tooth pulled out with my children. So it was like, I was very much put on the spot with that option. I was like, just do it now while I'm here. So like, They've been dragged around with me since they were born. So they're really good 80% of the time in public. Um, but, yeah, I think it's, it's tough and just don't beat yourself up about it. Mm. But it's, everything is manageable. You just need to take it one step at a time, do a little thing at a time, and all of those little things build up and build up and build up to big things. And then you get to a point where you're like, well, I don't even know how I got to the point that I'm in at the moment, but I got here. It's <laughs> like how Yay, my life is at the moment. Yeah, people are like, "How are you doing this? How did you get where you are?" And I was like, "Do you know what? I have absolutely no idea." So <laughs> I don't. I just kept doing things, and then I ended up with this. 
I ended up having a school with people and a building that and leases and all of these responsibilities and I don't even know how I did it like because it wasn't an instant thing it was just small things over time that that helped me end up where I am at the moment <laughs> would you say would you say like I am listening to this and I'm I'm already like I'm thinking to myself the one consistent that I'm hearing through all of these stories, like they're hilarious stories, they're great stories of, you know, of business, of parenting, of budgeting, of, of life in general. But it's, to me, it's, it's having faith. It's having faith that things are going to work out. And it's like, I'm just going to do what I need to do in this moment right now to get through this thing this nap, this meal, this class, this whatever it is, um, and just have faith that that's enough. That's enough. That's all I need to focus on right now. That's all I need to worry about right now. And then I'll deal with the next thing. And then I'll deal with the next thing in the moment instead of trying to have control and trying to plan. And then, like you say, cracking the shits when things don't go to plan (laughs) and having all that stress and all that anxiety, like that's how it feels to me. That's, that's, that's how it comes across to me. As much as having faces is is a great thing. um, Like I'm a huge advocate of mental health. Like that is one thing that comes before anything else, before my children, before my partner, before for myself is, is my mental health because without me or just speaking in general if you're not happy or healthy or if you're stressed out if you've got too many worries on that needs to be your priority focus mm. um having faith is like top of the list like you know you can do it everyone can be whatever they want to be it doesn't matter how you were raised where you were born um, what you're currently doing now, your livings, anything, it, all of that is irrelevant because you can be whatever you want to be and do whatever you want to do. Mm. Um, I, I feel like I'm a clear example of that because I, I said I didn't grow up with lots of stuff and now I feel like I have lots of stuff and I don't know what I'm doing with it at all. <laughs> but um, definitely focusing on yourself and it is okay to feel sad and upset and tired and fatigued. And I'll be brutally honest with you, recently I um, had a little bit of a relapse into my depression and my anxiety, um, throwing in amongst Sarah, I do have ADHD. So we're all one big happy family in my head. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we're all one big happy family. Um, but one thing may complement another, like my ADHD sometimes complements my anxiety, um, but my anxiety is not super great for my depression. Mm. Um, I'm not on any medication. I think in my first podcast, I did mention um, everything that I have tried and everything um, that I've done and and how I've managed with most of it. Um, So I won't relay all of that again. Um, But yeah, the last few weeks, I mean, I'm much better now, but the last few weeks I had a little bit of a um, relapse and I wasn't feeling myself and I wasn't happy. And I would go to the studio and I would look around going, why am I doing all of this? This is not making me happy. All I'm doing is coming here, teaching people stuff and I didn't even know what I'm teaching. And there was a lot of self-doubt and I would go there and put on a happy face and feel hollow and empty on the inside and just, it's like I was trying and trying and trying to be somebody that I was not on the outside when on the inside I just felt like I'm just a hollow, just a hollow shell. There's nothing in there. Just go to work, do my job, come home and not really remember it all 
Mm. Um, so like I said, I'm much better now and, I, and I've worked through it all and I, and I feel very much more positive about it. Um, and I won't kind of head towards the whole depressing side of this conversation because we want to keep it very uplifting. But I also wanted to keep it really real for everyone who. Well, that's the that that, that, that is what I was going to go yes. in and say. It's like, yeah, okay, we don't we don't have to dive totally down the rabbit hole, but it is very real, isn't it? Oh like God. we, I could totally dive right into this rabbit hole. I'm like an open book. I'm I'm fully just like I'll just tell it how it is. Um, I, it's hard. It's it's hard, and when you have a lot of self doubt, that's also really hard. Mm. But you need to just keep doing things. That's it. And I guess that's where, um, when I say I don't know how I got to where I am, is mainly because half the time I was in that mind state where I had no idea what I was doing. I just kept doing things. I'm walking around like this hollow, empty shell, and I'm smiling and I'm laughing and I'm having such a great time. But on the inside and my behind closed doors, I'm kind of just staring at the ceiling, wondering what am I doing with myself? Why am I here? What is the purpose of all of this? Like some days there will be times where it's like you know I I have been in a state where I um haven't wanted to be here anymore and it was very upsetting and I've been in that that state a few times um oh my god I'm getting emotional already so (laughs) it, it has been really tough um but I've always kind of come out of it more on top and more managed and and pushed past it and and coped wouldn't even say coped with it um yeah I don't think cope is the right word because it's not nothing was it's not like nothing was fixed like Mm. I definitely worked towards making myself better um rather than just dealing with with what was going on Mm. so um see the right people talk to the right people it's um, I for one grew up around drugs and alcohol when I was younger so I'm very much my personal opinion just for myself not for anybody else is um, I don't I don't want to go on medication if I can manage this and if I can do like I did my cognitive behavioral therapy I have been on medication to help combat all of this to get me to a nice um, healthy spot mentally um, I'm not on medication anymore but that's just my personal choice yeah. I have friends who have mental health problems and they're on medication and they're living their best life. Um, some medication works, some medication doesn't. Try every avenue and speak to your doctor and, and definitely look further into this and definitely get like a sure diagnosis. Mm. Then you can do your own research because um, there are different types. So depression, anxiety, ADHD. It's just one, um, how do I say it, um, one category and yeah. then subcategories. So I'm like 100% sure and I've got an uh, appointment doc, uh, booked with my doctor to just go over the top of all of this again, re-diagnose me with all of this because I'm 100% sure I've got high-functioning anxiety where I'm just like driven, 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 driven to keep doing these things on the outside. It looks like I've got so much together, but on the inside, I'm a big mess. Like <laughs> I'm a big mess. And I think I'm like, there'd be a lot of people that can resonate with that feeling generally. Exactly. Anyway, <laughs> no, <I'm> like, <laughs> not belittling, but. <laughs> yeah, no, 100%, but it's like, you know, I've got questions that I need answered and I'm not a doctor or medically trained professional. I'm just thinking, you know what, that makes sense. I do a lot of those traits. 
if I've got it, I've got it. If I don't, I don't. And then I can do my own research to better understand myself yeah. um, and what's going on. So like this whole thing has been like amazing, great, amazing, wonderful experience. And I'm, I'm thriving in it and I'm loving it. But I'm also having my, my down days where I'm not loving it and I'm not happy and things aren't just working for me. Not everything um, is like coated in sprinkles unfortunately and that's the realness of running business and I've only been here like I'm just just past one year with my business just past one year and I'm like I think this is a um a healthy how do I say it I think this is a healthy um sad weird anxious mindset to have at this stage in running a business because your first year is you start the business and I was like yeah I got this oh god I got this look at my logo look what I named it look at I got an ABN again like this is amazing and then I'm in there and I'm like I'm doing this and then you know you start running out of your initial like your initial funds that you started with and you're like okay now now it's getting real because I have to actually make money to stay and then you're like making money to stay and then a bit tougher for me because like with the pandemic and not being able to run lessons I was able to get a grant and I only skimmed borderline with that. So that helped just keep me afloat for the next couple of months. And then, um, yeah, now rolling into the second year, I'm like, all right, grant's gone. Grant's gone. i got to get back into making money. I feel like I'm starting five months in from when I originally started. So that grant money, if I didn't have that, I oh I don't actually know where I would be so I'm really happy for the government I'm like thank you thank you like I like paying my taxes now (laughs) it's helping me (laughs) um but yeah so it's like that and yeah I feel like at the moment I'm like a bit anxious and I'm a bit um worried and concerned because I want to keep my business I want to keep it alive and thriving I want my students to stay I want to provide them with this opportunity and I'm doing everything that I possibly can behind the scenes to make that happen to give them what they need to Mm. teach them what they want to know to provide more classes to provide more courses to provide more and to give more of what they want um so yeah I think I think thank you so much for sharing all of that because I think what you are going through and again I am not medically trained I am not a doctor I I, you know I'm not speaking I'm not responding in any means other than expressing my opinion and my gratitude for your sharing but I think your those feelings um are echoed I would say I'm going to go out on a limb by absolutely everybody absolutely everybody I'm not saying absolutely everybody um is in a position where they could be diagnosed with something but I'm Mm -hmm. saying absolutely everybody will feel highs and will feel lows will feel ups will feel downs will feel excitement will feel anxiety and whether that whether that sort of pushes on and there's something more there and you know as you say there's diagnosis that can happen that's not for me to say but I, I want to validate the your um awareness of your own ups and downs and I think actually the fact that you're so aware and the fact that you have done so much research got so much help are so informed 
as to how to help you manage through those bad times, you're probably, even though you might not feel it, but you're probably in a million times better position than a, the vast majority of a lot of other people who will just be coping and pushing through and putting on that brave face and not dealing with those darker demons yeah. um, because they don't know how to or they're yeah. scared to or they don't even realise that they need to, if you see what I mean. Yeah. So, as dark as those days might feel for you, I just want to give you some credit and give you some acknowledgement that what you're doing is absolutely what you need to do. And as I say, I reckon you're probably a heck of a lot better off than a lot of people are. Oh, see, that's great. See, maybe to me, I'm like, am I not even a mental health problem? It could just be I need words of encouragement. But like, <laughs> no, that's really nice. That's really amazing to hear. But yeah, I'm just... um. I guess where I was coming from a little bit with that is like if you are in a down spot I, with business running, there are a lot of emotions and I have kind of had to come across all of them throughout this little business venture of mine. Um, but I guess with my personal mental health, like you said, I'm a bit more aware of it because I, I, like, I didn't have that help when I was younger mm-hmm. and now I'm like, I'm older, I need to find this because I have I've got children as well and I would love to be able to pick up on these key points if I can see them within my children so I can help where I need to help um but if you find yourself really really down and really really beating yourself up about it where you are lying on the couch with everything around you that you need to do and you're zoning out completely and you're just feeling really down and low or you're getting anxiety attacks or panic attacks those are the things that you need to go and see a doctor about definitely but feeling um anxious about your business future prospects feeling a little bit sad after leaving your work or your business because of you know i wish i just made a little bit extra money today Uh, hopefully i can make it next week so i can pay the rent or I just need to order this stock in and maybe hopefully they have it in stock. Like those are all natural things that come with running a business. But if you're finding yourself really hitting a low point, then it doesn't matter whether or not you're diagnosed with a mental health issue or not. Go and talk to somebody, go and see somebody, go and, you know, don't keep it to yourself because that's probably the worst thing that you can do. And it does spiral from there. Absolutely. That's not strength, is it? It's not strong to deal with it by yourself. No, you need need somebody to lean on. Yeah. And if you don't have anyone to lean on, come and see me. I'm like a sponge. Like I, we can talk all the time. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. And, and we really can. Like yeah. as much as I don't want to, I'm, I'm going to um, wrap things up there because I'm very conscious of your time. But just like, again, just like our first conversation, I am so, so grateful. I, I love your attitude I love your honesty I love your openness and I just thank you so much for coming back and yeah hell let's do another 12 months shall we just before the launch of um of your designer markets <laughs> yes ah, I'll give you a promo code to give to all your listeners they get like some discounted tickets <laughs> love it <laughs> remind everyone where they can find you if they if they want to follow you and your ventures of what you're up to definitely so you can find me on instagram and facebook at so me school of fashion and design or so me australia um hit me up by email my contact pages um or through the website at www.somieschool.com.au or fitzmorris street i'm at 88 fitzmorris street just head upstairs pink wall you can't miss me 
I love it. I'll post again, post all those links in the show notes to this episode as well. So uh, everyone can reach you really easily. Thank you so much. I have thoroughly enjoyed it. It has been a fabulous conversation. Ah, thank you. All right. Bye. Bye. Oh my gosh, guys, again, what a fabulous conversation. Jess, thank you so much for your openness for your honesty and for everything that you bring to these conversations I really really appreciate it guys what did you love about that one man there was so much wasn't there I think there were so many takeaways for me but I think one of the biggest was if you don't like it change it like ask that question we've talked about it so many times on the show ask this question what can I do to make this better what can I do to make this easier Like nothing and no one are there to save us. We are responsible for creating the life and the business and the balance and everything else that we want. So if that means you go out and you buy a robot vacuum, go out and buy a robot vacuum. I freaking love that. So, so cool. Um, The other thing that I really took away from what Jess was talking about this time was the idea of letting things go. Like let it go. So much of the stress and the pressure that we can feel, that we can carry is self-imposed. We are the ones putting the pressure on ourselves. We are the ones putting the deadlines in place, putting the, you know, this should happen this way or this should happen by this time. So if we are brave enough to let that go and go with the flow and be more in the moment of, okay, right here, right now, what do I need to do? Right here, right now, what do I need to focus on? If we can do that, and guys, that's not easy. It's very easy for me to say, but that's not an easy thing to do. But when we can do that, we are going to remove so much of the pressure that we carry around on our shoulders. So, you know, again, like she used the example of nap times for that for her girls or you know, meal times that, okay, dinner might be at six o'clock, but you know, use six o'clock as a guide. Don't use six o'clock as a life or death. If I don't have dinner on the table by five past six, my day is a failure. I think that's a really, really great advice that we can move forward and apply to all different aspects of our life. And I think the big thing that that came out in in, in Jess's stories right at the end, the really important thing that I want to highlight here is the importance of our mental health and the importance of focusing on our mental health. And I want to just lay on the line, you know, what when I talk about the ups and downs of business, which is what this podcast is all about, I am talking very generally. Like I said in this episode, every single person has emotional ups and downs. Every single person will have highs, will have lows, will have times where that we're feeling immense joy and we'll have times where we're feeling really frustrated or where we're really anxious or where we're really fearful. Now, I am not a doctor. I am not a counselor. I am not a trained medical professional. And just like Jess said at the end of this episode, if what you're feeling, if you have an inclination that what you're feeling is more than just the normal ups and downs of life, go and talk to someone. Go and talk to a doctor, go and talk to a friend, to a colleague, to to someone to get a different perspective on things. And if need be, therefore, then the the additional help that you might need. Like Jess said, 
we are the most important thing. Without her, her business doesn't function. Without her, her household doesn't function. Without her, her girls don't function. Well, they'll function obviously, but you know, like she, it, it, we are the most important thing. And so it has, we have to put ourselves first at some stage. So I really want to thank you again, Jess, for being really open and honest and sharing that part of this conversation in particular, because I think talking about our mental health and talking about those dark down days is not something that we do very much. And, um, yeah, I really think it's been a really important part of this conversation to shine a light on that. So thank you. Okay, I am going to wrap it up. I trust you have loved this first birthday anniversary edition of the Real Life Business Podcast. I'll be back in your ears very soon. And until then, bye-bye. You have been listening to the Real Life Business Podcast with me, Claire Marquick, bringing confidence, clarity, and calm to the busy mum in business. Thank you so much for lending me your ears. It is much appreciated and I love to connect with you. I love to hear what you think and what you take away from these conversations. So what would be awesome for you to do right now is take a screenshot of wherever you are listening to this episode from and share it to your Instagram stories, tagging me at clairemarkwick.reignite. And let's share this real life business message. Let's share this message that we can have the business that we want, the lifestyle that we want, and it doesn't have to drive us crazy in the process. I will be back in your ears really soon. And until then, bye-bye.